This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. What's up, wrestle fans? Welcome to the Basin Bookers Podcast, episode 182. And if you don't know, Amrish there is here with the champ, still Jerry on the spot. Isn't it amazing that we live in a country that allows us to make 181 other episodes of this and just keep going and just don't stop us? Yup. Just do whatever. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's the wild, wild west. And we're the gunslingers. We are. And I'll say this much. No one has superimposed our photos, photos of us, into a dumpster fire yet. You know what? You just asked for it. You that's just okay. That's... <laughs> uh, at that point, I'll say any publicity is good publicity. Uh, I agree. Wholeheartedly. 110%. The, yeah. The, yeah. The, the photo in question is on John Cena's Instagram. It's at John Cena on Instagram. It's Baron Corbin photoshopped into a dumpster fire. <laughs> People hate on John Cena. They don't realize how cool he is. I think he's just himself on his Instagram. He just posts things that he finds funny, and it doesn't matter what anyone at WWE says. He never says anything. Yeah. Like, he puts the picture up, mm-hmm. and that's it. And he says, it's open to interpretation. You either like it or you don't. How how else can Baron Corbin inside a dumpster fire be be interpreted? I'm just curious. Well, there's other photos. There are, yeah, but like there's also one. a photo of a beach ball. <laughs> Is the one that uh, Cesaro so brutally yet deservingly mutilated? No, that's the beautiful part. It is just a be- a beach ball. It's not mm-hmm. the beach ball in question, but from the image itself, you gather what the meaning is. Yeah. So shall we jump straight into the appetizers for the week? Are the aptly called appetizers? Yes. Just let's do this thing. All right. So, uh, there was some shocking news this week. Monday morning, Dana Brooks' boyfriend, Dallas McCarver, was found dead in his home in Florida at the age of 26. Apparently, he choked and asphyxiated on his own food, which sucks. I'm sorry, 26, that is shocking and that is terrible. So, condolences to Dana Brooke and this Dallas McCarver's family. Do we know what the food in question is? Uh, no. No further news has come out. I hope it's not a hot pocket. I doubt it because he was a well, maybe no. those things are terrible for you. They are, but like he was a bodybuilder like her. Yeah, I don't think it's hot pockets then. Probably not. But you never know. I mean, you got swole eating pork rinds. That's different. That's not as bad as for you. That's not bad for you. Do you know what's in hot pockets, bro? No, exactly. It's <laughs> hot in the pocket. Uh huh. Well, many different flavors. Yes, many different flavors of hot. It's a young man's food, I feel. I feel like after you hit your 30s, you shouldn't be eating Hot Pockets no more. What do you think? I Now, I'm not much of a fan of rules like that in general, because I think everyone can make their own decisions. I don't think that's a bad rule to go by, though. Good. I'd get a lean pocket. That's still bad. Yeah, but it's lean bad. It's like if you take bad and you Lean pocket to me sounds like it's a hot pocket that doesn't taste good as a regular hot pocket. No, it tastes the... fine. I used to get the the meatball one. Oh, well, I think you should stop eating hot pockets once you hit your thirties. Well, I haven't had one in 
Anyway, moving on. Yes. And we're going to talk more about uh, the person that this affects later, but WWE issued a, not- a notification Thursday night stating, quote, Asuka has relinquished the NXT women's title and announced her intention to pursue new opportunities in WWE. This apparently occurred at the recent NXT tapings because the audio, the article on WWE.com goes on to say that, quote, her reign will officially end on the date that, the, that her historic announcement airs. WWE.com reported on Monday that Asuka broke her right collarbone during a match takeover and is expected to be out six to eight weeks. So I'm speculating that hopefully we'll probably see her early enough for her to participate in Survivor Series. Well, it feels good to be right. I told you she was not going to be pinned. Just leave undefeated, relinquish the title, because it's in the promo. It's mm-hmm. in the promo. It's in her promo. Mm-hmm. No one is ready for Asuka. That is right. No one on that roster is ready for Asuka. And you know what? I did go in saying that they'd probably put the belt on Ember Moon at TakeOver. Um, it was based on the silliness that I know WWE sometimes does because... There was the eclipse coming on Monday, and they were going to tie it in so that Ember Moon would be trending on Twitter and and social media along with the actual eclipse. But I have to say, I am happy that Oscar is moving on from NXT undefeated. Very happy. My faith never once wavered. I knew that she would win. That that was that is pretty that's pretty awesome and impressive of you. Do you want a cookie? I have a cookie. I just had a bite of one, so okay. thank you. Okay. So you're good. You're good. Okay. I don't appreciate the disrespect you have for the champ. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I I know. Don't put me on the spot. But Jerry, on the spot. I know what people are patronizing me because I do it. <laughs> Isn't it fun? It is. It's how I live my life. WWE announced Cassandra went knee surgery on Thursday to repair a torn ACL. And the prognosis is that he'll be out of action for about nine months. So he's probably either going to miss Mania or he'll come back just in time for it. Wow, man. The timing couldn't be better. I heard that uh, Cass needed surgery in the first place before the thing happened uh, with his knee. Uh, I believe he needed his cast hole examined. Oh, yes. So, he definitely, uh, they took care of that as well. He definitely had a large cast hole that needed to be reduced. They, I believe they had to plug it. They had to plug well, the castle. Well, the problem was his head was way up there, so they had to get that out and then plug it. Oh, I see. Well, you, you, a, you know better than I do. It was it was a complex issue. Yeah, yeah many I, levels. Yeah, I got I got I know people in the medical industry. Of course, you do. You know, Doctor House and Doctor Cameron, Doctor Foreman. Anyway, moving on from that, Alberto El Patron. Boo! Formerly known as Alberto Del Rio. Boo! And Paige. Yay! <laughs> were both cleared of all charges stemming from their altercation at Orlando International Airport last month. No updates as far as what is going on with his status with Global Force Wrestling. I know he was stripped of the championship. He tried to claim it was his idea. Whatever. We discussed this. We all yeah. know the truth. Yeah, we Yeah, we covered that. Time for the release train. Choo choo! Future endeavors. Tyrus, formerly known as Brodus Clay, the Funkosaurus himself, asked for and received his release from GFW last week, which he announced 
via Twitter last Saturday. Whoa. He can come to NXT. I don't care. Loki, also known as Senshi, and when he was in WWE for that terrible run, Kaval, was also granted his requested release from GFW this week. Those in the know are speculating that he was unhappy with his creative because he was set to face Del Rio for the GFW championship when Del Rio was stripped of the title. Then they started a championship tournament that didn't involve him. So he's the number one contender, and they strip the champ, and they make a tournament, and he's not involved. To be fair, I think they just forgot. I bet you, <laughs> I bet you they forgot. <laughs> be that as it may, like, you can't do that. You gotta, yeah, pay, someone has to be paying attention to these things. Like, you know, we discussed, like, in, in movies, like the Marvel movies and other movies, they have someone in charge of continuity. So, like, in one scene, if uh, someone's wearing a, wearing a watch, and in an earlier scene, they were shown not wearing the watch, they have to take the watch off, or be shown putting it on, or something like that, right? Yes. So, so, someone has to keep track. Like, I know, all right, GFW, you're a big company, you're, you have, like, thousands of dollars, you broadcast to, like, a few hundred people, it might be a lot to keep track of, you gotta hire someone to do it. Yeah, but that's, like... That's no excuse. You know, I equate businesses like GFW, if you could call it a business, and uh, to, to things like failing stores. Imagine, if you will, a young child, and he's got action figures. Do you know how little Billy plays with his action figures? Nope. He picks them up, and he just smashes them into each other. <laughs> he smashes them into each other, and then one day, little Billy breaks one of his toys, hmm. and then he goes crying to his mother, and he goes, Ma! I broke my toy. Can I please have a new one? And then when his mom's like, nah, bro, you keep breaking your toys. Hmm. That's GFW. That's it. They're confused as to why, they, why they're why they not doing so good. Oh, GFW's the kid. Yeah. Smash oh. the toys together. Okay. I don't know how to run shit. To be fair, like, to be overly fair, because... Generally, generally, generous, generously fair? They, generously? like, like... They generally deserve a lot of the shit they get, but let's just give them a little bit of benefit of the doubt. Okay. I make say, no promises. And just say, they're still in a transition period. They're you, still transitioning. Like, how long do you get for a transition? Is there like a set time? A year. Hmm. So come January, it's that's it. All right, mark it down. People.com reported last week that Nikki Bella will be a contestant on next season's Dancing with the Stars, following the lovely footsteps, uh, no pun intended, of Stacey Keebler and Chris Jericho. Uh, great. Dance it in, man. Do do you, you, any publicity is good, I guess. I wonder if they're going to do a dance to, like, her theme song. Because sometimes you can pick, you can pick uh, what songs you do stuff to. I think they have like a freestyle thing because my I think girlfriend watches I, that show. I don't think I can watch. I'm not gonna watch. Like, granted, I don't watch on the regular. I watched when Stacey Keeler was on, but I should watch. Yeah, they. It'll be painful. A lot of it'll be painful, but there's good costuming on that show. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I will agree with that. 
Following Cesaro's brutal assault on an innocent beach ball at SummerSlam, WWE has banned all beach and pool-related items from their events, I am not exaggerating here, including pool noodles and flotation aids. Good. It's just a shame <laughs> that we live in a world where there's idiots out there who feel the need to bring pool stuff to, like, wrestling shows. Is it because you got to inflate the beach ball? No, it's because it distracts from the event. No, I get that, but, like, the reason they take it in. Oh, I guess, because they can see it in easily and then just toss How are they and blow getting pool noodles in there? I don't know. I don't know if they were. I think maybe WWE kind of just threw that in there. Just in case? Yeah. In case, you know, because, you know, you say you can't do this. Okay, well, I'm going to do this. It's similar, but different. And not banned. Yeah, man. I said it before, I'll say it again. If you bring a beach ball beach ball to a wrestling show, you're an asshole. Yes. I don't understand that. I'm going to put you on the spot here. All right. Beach ball's flying directly your way. Do you hit it? I grab it. You Okay. And I destroy it. <laughs> you Cesaro it. Yeah. It doesn't belong there. I won't be I won't because if if you if you if you do that, you're participating and you're part of the problem. Good. I'm glad uh we agree. I would probably hit it, but Whatever. I would have destroyed it and I was like, fuck your beach ball, bitch. And then everybody would cheer for me and I'd get like the biggest pop of the night. That's how it would be in my mind, I'd imagine. And last bit of news. Happy birthday to the one and only Vincent Kennedy McMahon, who turned 72 this past Thursday. Man, I thought it was like 70 hundred. No. No, he's 72. He's 72 now. He's going to live forever, that guy. I hope. But we got a couple rumors. Uh-oh. It's been a while since we had some of those. According to Justin Barrasso of Sports Illustrated, John Cena is directly responsible for Baron Corbin's D-push. Supposedly, Cena went to Vince and told him that Corbin's not ready to be a star. Barrasso goes on to suggest that Corbin's social media outbursts had nothing to do with the situation. Wow. I feel like this is the first we're hearing, like, right away that John Cena's responsible for somebody's deep push as opposed to people assuming that he buried people. Yeah, like... <laughs> like, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's that else? dude's name that was with, with The Miz for a little while? Alex Riley. Yeah, Alex Riley, uh, who hasn't directly said it, but it's implied that Cena had something to do with uh, messing with his career. Uh, Kenny from uh, Spirit Squad. Kenny Dykstra. Yeah, Kenny Dykstra. Uh, who else? Uh, there's more probably, but I don't know off the top of my head. Didn't Ryback say something too? Maybe. I'm not sure. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know. But I don't think... It's like, I'm pretty sure there were people, just because we don't see them on the documentaries, that thought the same thing about John Cena. And what if Vince McMahon actually listened to those people? Mm -hmm. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. We we don't know everything that goes on behind closed doors. We're not supposed to, unless somebody opens their stupid mouth. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, for the rumors this week, Dave Meltzer says that Baron Corbin has heat with the talent mainly because a lot of them feel like he was handed opportunities 
despite a lack of skills on the mic and in the ring. Sound like a bunch of haters, if you ask me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you how I see it. Okay, and then I'll chime in after. I've seen probably nearly every episode of Talking Smack. And Baron Corbin, among other people, really got himself over based solely on his work on Talking Smack. So to say that Corbin's not great on the mic, maybe he's not great with scripted promos, but when he's being himself or being himself as his character without a script, he is much better. That's why... And I don't want to be on the soapbox for too long with this, but that's why shows like Talking Smack need to exist so that guys can get themselves over in the way they want, in the direction they feel their character should be going without deviating from the character just to get themselves out there. That's all I'm saying. That's good. Like, if that's the case, then... It's not really fair because they let John Cena say whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have a script, but these guys have to. Look at his Twitter. He put Baron Corbin in a dumpster fire. It's Instagram. It's a picture. That one. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. but no, well, I'm just saying like, just the reason people sound clunky is because they have to read something. They have to memorize something. Yeah. And then you got to go out there in the ring in front of all these people. I, from personal experience... I'm not. I, I'm not a script person. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm improvisational. I have to make stuff up as I go along, or else it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's like that. And these guys, like, okay, maybe some people are good at reading scripts, and some people are not. You shouldn't need a show like Talking Smack. You should just let them be them. Let them put their shit out there. I don't think anybody was writing Roddy Piper's shit. Nope. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No one's writing Hogan's shit. No one's definitely writing warrior shit. <laughs> no one in the right mind was writing Macho Man Randy Savage's shit. And that, uh, for the record, this is not a complaining tone. This is like revelations right here. This is the one thing that I can say is wrong. Off the top of my head with what what's happening in the world of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's too damn scripted. It's bad enough that the finishes, well, not bad enough, but it's fine. I like, yeah. it. we, we, we need these finishes the way they are. It's not real fights. But like, what? What, are you talking what about? I'm saying is like, um, <laughs> predetermined finishes. Everything else is real. Yeah. Like when it gets to the end, it's like, you know, yeah. Some guy goes over, some guy doesn't go over. You know what I'm saying? So, what I'm saying is things have to be natural and organic. Some, You're not going to get the Macho Mans. You're not going to get the Hogan's. Those guys are never going to come again as long as they keep doing shit this way. Mm -hmm. Like, the closest you get is, like, it doesn't look to me that Bobby Roode is, like, getting a script. Or if he is, it doesn't seem that way to me. Right. So, then you can focus on working out the storylines. Let the wrestlers get you from point A to point B with the ring work. And let's be like, listen, this is, I think we discussed this at one point, but look, this is bullet points. This is the point you want to get across. Mm-hmm. How you get there is up to you. You guys work it out. Here's a great example. Paul Heyman. Right. right now, right now, the work he's doing, it's not scripted whatsoever. And he's one of the best talkers, if not the best talker 
in the WWE right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't want to uh, give uh, Paul Heyman a rub and tug at this moment. So, yeah, he's good. Are you mad? No, I'm just tired. It's the same promo now. Like, he's good. He's great. But I get it. He made his point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, for the guys, it's different. Yeah. Because you're... His role, it's it's a little bit easier that a guy try to get his character... Because he's writing a story for his character. Right. Haven's story is he's the advocate for Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. That writes itself. All right. So then better example along the same lines. Uh, Bobby Heenan. Right. Jim Cornette. Exactly. More Fame. people that are not going to come again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because the scripting too much. You got to be allowed. I don't know who's what's doing with fashion files, but that's good. I don't know how that's working out. Maybe they're doing it on their own and they get it approved or whatever. I know. Well, as you said, uh, it was last week or two weeks ago. I think it was you that told me that um, they're the ones that come up with the stuff that goes on the on the corkboard. Yeah, because it was on Jericho's podcast. He told him that. Mm-hmm. So that's that. All right. So for the apps, we're off our soapboxes, and we are ready to take over. Cake? Take. It's a good cake that we have. First match we saw at TakeOver. We're not going to talk about NXT because it, it was a... Spoiler alert. It was a throwaway show. Really? Yeah. I thought it was cool. It was cool, but there was no... the only Okay, the only storyline that was advanced was... um, Was it Lance? No, uh, Lars... Sullivan, Lars Sullivan, That's attacking good, man. Jose. I have no idea what his name is. Lars Sullivan attacking Jose before their match could start. Yeah. For some reason, I thought he was like like he ate Oni Larkin. Is he still wrestling, Oni Larkin? Yeah, yeah. Oni Larkin is still a separate person from uh, Lars Sullivan. Excellent. But yeah, I can see that it looks like if you took Oni Larkin and put him inside. And Oni Lorcan, and then put him inside an Oni Lorcan. And yes, you get Lars uh, Sullivan. That sounds about right. So that was really the only storyline that was advanced. Although um, the UK match was great. And uh, apparently they are sort of using it. There was a, an interview that was done before the show started. Well, they say it was before the show started. I don't know if it was before or after. Um, where uh, Wolfgang basically told Pete Dunne that he is ready for his shot. At the UK Championship. Uh, but Pete Dunne said, just told him to concentrate on tonight. Tonight's match. Um, so Pete Dunne and Wolfgang beat Trent Seven and Tyler Bate. Uh, Wolfgang hit a senton. It's crazy. You see, in real life, it's even more obvious that Tyler Bate is the giantest midget. <laughs> Maybe he's the king of the midgets. He might be. So Wolfgang is the last king of Scotland. Is he is Tyler Bate the last king of the midgets? Yes. Okay, cool. And Peyton Royce with Billy Kay beat uh what's her name? Ah, uh, for some reason she reminded me of that girl from um She reminded me of like a cleaner, less dirty version of um what's that lady's name from TNA? ODB? Yeah. Sarah Logan. That's it. Sarah Logan. Okay. Yeah, I didn't watch NXT because I was there. Yeah. So I don't know. 
I, I guess I, again, okay. I wanted to, I wanted to see if we got picked up. Unfortunately, we didn't. What we were doing, we did shocked faces when Jose got attacked because we were go we were going for the uh for the Kevin Dunn shot. Yeah, sons of bitches. We listen. We just want to be the next Miz girl, you know. Yeah, man. That's that's all. Well, that's wrong. We want to be that dude. That's Undertaker guy. Yeah. We don't want to be Brock Lesnar. No, no offense, anything. Mike. But you do know, anything. They just got lucky, and they felt things. Yeah, we you felt know, things. How many times did I shake you because I was overly excited about a match? Great. Listen, it was a great show. I almost shook you to death when Oscar won. <laughs> you did. I can't believe. I can't believe the two people with us were rooting against her. Why? Well, one's a hipster. And the other doesn't watch NXT, so. Makes sense. Ember Moon's not ready for Asuka. No one's ready proof. for Proof. The proof is in what happened. Yes. So our first match was a great starter, Andrade Cien Almas, with the lovely Zelina Vega. Uh, beat Johnny Gargano when Zelina Vega threw, and I didn't know this at the time, that was a DIY shirt. Oh, I thought it was a towel. No, it was like, I could, I could tell it was a shirt. Like, if it's a towel, it's going to be white. Right. Like, it was blue. I didn't get that it was a DIY shirt. There's blue towels. There are blue towels. John Cena has blue towels. Listen, <laughs> it's, it's, we got tracks. Can we stay on them? I'm just saying. I, I know. Been a towel. I know you're just, just saying. Be... Could have been a towel. Okay. But it was a shirt. And it came off a little bit better on TV because, I would like, hope so. after, huh? I would hope so. Yeah. After um, he realized what happened, like, he saw it was a DIY shirt, like, it was, it was, it was still laying on the mat and he was still sitting on the mat. And he he was looking at it, and he just scooted away from it. So it was because the DIY shirt, and he's trying to forget DIY. He hasn't. He still has yet to say Tommaso Ciampa's name or DIY. It's a sensitive subject. Yeah. Also, um, Zelina Vega said, uh, "Shouted at him during the match. Um, you can't do it on your own, which is sort of a play on no one's going to do it for you." Uh, playing mind games. Mm-hmm. Do it yourself. So, very well done. All in all, Zelina Vega is a great addition to an otherwise relatively boring but very talented Andrade Cianomas. Match two saw Sanity beat the Authors of Pain. Um, it was funny because when we were at the show, we were wondering if during the initial assault, if Killian Dane had gotten hurt, maybe. I was wondering that. But uh, the announcers played it off that it was uh, Eric Young's big uh, big plan to surprise him that he was part of the match as opposed to Killian Dane. Mm. Good, good move, because you, you prepare for one guy and it's another guy. Absolutely. And the um, of course, the the spot where Nikki Cross got caught and then Killian Dane put them both through the table really well, re- came out really well on TV, as always, because they're really good at that. Yeah, it looked good. Um, and the attack afterwards by Red Dragon. Sorry, I don't know if we can say Red Dragon. Well, we can say it. We can say whatever the hell we want, damn I, it. I don't know if they can say Red Dragon, but Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, very, very cool. So the entire tag division is on notice. Match three was Alistair Black versus Dale Tommy. Yeah, the band was good. Uh, I didn't understand anything that they said. It was be- it was better on it was a little better on TV. It had to be because we were there. Yeah, and like the sounds different. Um, they had like they had a crowd like right there, so like it looked like it w- they were there for a concert. 
I do facing. Well, that's good for uh, your headspace. Like when you're performing, it yeah. looks like you're just doing a regular thing. Yep. As opposed to at a wrestling show. Um, as Alistair Black walked past each of them, they each had to like step all the way back up against like the drums and the equipment and shit to let to let him pass. And they like filled up. It was a little. I guess it could have been planned a little better where he would just just walk across, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess they didn't have room. Great, great hard hitting match. The fucking the black mass looks legit. I don't want to be hit by it. And we already discussed Asuka defeating Ember Moon to extend her championship brain. I believe today is 111, 511 days as champion. Yeah, man. That's a long time. And that's going to continue until the until, until the show the airs. The show. I don't know if it's this week or next week. Which I don't get why that's okay. <laughs> because it doesn't matter what you say. Oh, it's official. The minute you relinquish it, that's official. Yeah. But like, it's, it's kind of like... That kind of sucks for the people there. Yeah, but it is... Listen, guys, this doesn't count yet. Yeah. In the future, though, you were there. Yeah. Like, oh, you're cheering for them. Great. It doesn't matter. But in three weeks when this airs, you're cheering. I guess it's kind of like, you remember, you know how Ric Flair had it was 16-time world champion? But the, but he says it's more like 25 or 30 because, like, he would lose it. Uh, like, you go on tour, lose it, and then gain it back. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's kind of like that, where, like, if we don't see it, it hasn't happened yet. It's bullshit. <laughs> if if you look at the WWE uh, Championship History Wikipedia, it's the same thing. It said it aired this day, but this is when they say it ended. On this so, day, yeah, I see clearly. So, broken column. I didn't like. I I know she was having trouble with it, but like she had Oscar lock in with no problem. It was her right collarbone, I believe. Yo, what is up with this Ember Moon chick, bro? You think she's unsafe? Or is this a freak accident? Um, Do we know how it happened? It has not come out yet how it happened. I, I, I'll i say this. Uh, two statements. She did hit the eclipse, right? She did hit the eclipse. Two separate statements. I don't think she's unsafe. I haven't seen... I haven't seen her injure anyone. I think the eclipse is a dangerous move. It There's so much... But it's that can go so wrong. cool. It's really cool. It's so dangerous. It's the coolest move. And as we saw on last week's NXT, Asuka doesn't, didn't really sell it well. She didn't sell it right. Yeah. I wasn't analyzing the way she sold it this time. I was kind of figuring that the injury happened earlier. I don't know. But I don't know. I guess we'll never know. No, not until Asuka's on Jericho. True that. I think she's been on there, though. Let's come back on it. And then we saw, mind you, we saw all of these from... Okay, I'll, I'll put it to you the way Christina put it to me. Like, where we were sitting in the Barclays Center, looking up at the screen, and looking at the ring, it was the same thing. I guess you guys have better vision than I do. I have trouble making out faces. Just take your glasses off. I have trouble making out faces also. Yeah. But, like, either way, I'd have trouble making out faces, whether it's... I'm looking up at Tron and down the ring. Oh, no. See, on the Tron, I see the faces clearer. If they zoom. But, like, in the ring. That's what I'm saying. But, no, I, I, I was the first one to comment on the seats. 
We you were. We had pretty damn great seats. Um, honestly, all right, man, stop jerking yourself. No, off. I'm not. I, I, I <laughs> honestly, all I did was all I did was click. I saw that um there were four available there, and I got it. It happened to be that there were four available there. We literally were one section over from where I was sitting mm-hmm. last time I was there, and we were a quarter section below Seamus and Daniel Bryan and Kurt Angle was there also. Bree mode. Bree was up there. Yeah, Bree was there too. I didn't see for a second. Who else was up there? Peyton Royce, Billy Kay. They were trying to. They were trying to talk to Daniel Bryan to get on SmackDown. Yeah, they need them on NXT because they don't have much there. I guess we'll see after the May Young Classic who decides to sign and not sign. True. They're really they're uh, for the women's division. They are very strong heels. And Ember already feuded with them. I guess they'll do... It's probably, what's her name? Uh, Ruby Riot. Nikki Cross needs something to do. Well, Sanity's face is now, so who knows? Mm-hmm. Good stuff. And of course, the glorious one, Bobby Roode. Sad that he lost. Happy he's on SmackDown. He, there, there was an interview he did after SmackDown where he said... "Um, What did he say? I think he said he might still go down for his rematch. Oh, all right. He says he's by Rude. He's he's signed to SmackDown. He's still part of NXT. He goes where he wants. He does what he wants. Good. And then the debut of Adam Cole, baby. Adam Cole, baby. Like that, you have to be more excited. Eh. I haven't seen enough of him, honestly. I know, but if you're going to do the thing, you have to do it right. Yeah. I think this is really interesting right now that NXT has an entire stable of former Ring of Honor guys. NXT is just going to be Ring of Honor. <laughs> little by little. They should just buy Ring of Honor. And it's probably cheaper. Nah. Who does Ring of Honor? Sapolsky, right? I don't know. Yes, but it's easier this way because then they'll just get the best guys. They don't have to take everything. They just take the best guys. That's what happened with WCW. They took the best guys. And how between Vince and Bischoff, they killed the territories? Yeah. Well, look, they got Booker T. Ooh. Goldberg? Eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hogan had an okay run. That match with The Rock was good. Eh. Uh, the, the they got Eddie? Well, that was earlier. Yeah, Eddie came earlier. And the Radicals. You know, yeah. Well, yeah, and you know, Malenko, but yeah, those guys, those are good guys. It's, they, yeah, you don't have to buy a whole thing. Just little by little, you'll get the good guys. Mm-hmm. Like, they got what they needed to from TNA, GFW or whatever. Yeah. And they move on. Good stuff. Good stuff. Lots of stuff happening down in NXT. As always, this is it's very good. I'm very happy about it. We're all the happy. Landscape. The NXT landscape right now. Landscape mode. Yeah. By the way, we had SummerSlam this weekend, did you know? Yeah, it was on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, okay. Just a second. Uh, I didn't organize. All right. That was a good show. It was a good show. We have our first successful championship retention by a guest guesser. Congratulations, Chris Schick. He's the first person to successfully defend the guest guesser's championship against his best friend, DJ Tim T, who you can book for all your parties and events. Um, 
So Can we seriously give free fucking commercial in here? It's part it, it's part of the thing. Oh, is he going to mention our podcast when he fucking DJs? He better. I hope so. I know <laughs> where to find you, Timmy. I know where you are. Just follow the beard. You get one freebie. Rest is paid for. Promotional consideration. <laughs> yeah, so they had uh, two differences between them. So to def- Chris, to defend, only needed to get one correct. He had Sasha Banks over Alexa Bliss. How nice for him. That the worst thing that could possibly happen to the Raw Women's Division happened. Good for him. Well, good for you. What do you think of those uh, Alexa Bliss No Mercy promos? I think it's your dream come true, and I hope you change your pants afterwards. I did. It's it's. I think it's it's pretty great. I I love that they're playing off the fact that she used to be a cheerleader and she used to have a cheerleader gimmick, and uh, the the mask is kind of Jokerish slash Harley Quinnish. Yep. Very well thought out. So uh, sometimes they have good ones. They uh really knock it out the park there. They do. I mean, friggin' their advertising team, all of it's fucking money. I guess they get paid for that. So of course we had SummerSlam, and that means <laughs> Richard Riz and Jerry on the spot faced off yet again. For the championship, the most important championship in all of the Bookiverse. Yes, and we also tied. Yes, which means... Which means that the champ, champ retains by any means necessary. I will do what I have to do because the championship defines who I am. Does it? We define each other, I feel. See, champions make championships. Hmm. And I'm making this championship... More prestigious than it's ever been since in- since its inception as a championship. We should go back and listen and see how how many you have and how many weeks you've uh, retained. That's a lot of work. That's a lot more work than I'm willing to invest. It's work. It's not it, a lot it, of work. I know, but I got these things I want to do. Me too. You know, some projects, some video projects. Thinking about doing... We could always split up the work. Depending on the content of the podcast. I, I can't do it this week, but maybe next week we'll see. Uh, and then when you mumble like this, I don't trust your, uh, your words. I still have yet to see the pre-show. Did you see the pre-show? Yeah. You saw the pre- I didn't see the pre-show. Yeah, the New Day lost. Uh, Miz won. Uh, nothing and, to write home about. And Neville won. Yeah, the Neville level. So, first match on the show proper, John Cena beat Baron Corbin. Uh, we don't have to recap everything. We're not going to... Poor Baron that. Corbin. Just, dude, just, just climb out the dumpster, man. I'm just happy that John Cena won. <laughs> <sighs> it's like, okay, he won, and now he's going He's going to be on Raw. It's like, why not? I wonder if the original plan was to put Baron Corbin over... On the way out, before he decided, before he decided, before he decided mm-hmm. that Baron Corbin wasn't ready. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of these stories. Stories are sometimes they're just stories. Imagine all the all the rumors and shit we hear about back shit going on backstage is all work. 
I, makes it a little bit more interesting than what's actually happening in some storylines. Does. Oh, don't say that because then that is more ammo for them to have shows like Total Divas. I like that show. And then like eight months after something happens in real life, it they start showing it on WWE TV and taking advantage of it. Yeah. I don't like that aspect, but I do like the dynamics of the show. And it just, the thing that bothers me is if you watch the show, they have the ability to script pretty good. Because it's not, it's a reality show, so it's obviously staged. Hmm. And they do a pretty good job with that. Why can't you do that with the world's first reality show, professional wrestling? Pro wrestling. Right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't and know Kevin Dunn, I think he's a producer on that show. So, yeah. where's maybe the disconnect? Maybe it's not Kevin Dunn. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's the one that sucks. No. There's no way the old man, the, Vince wouldn't keep him along, around that much longer if he wasn't great. Maybe Vince doesn't think he sucks. That's what I'm saying. Maybe that's one of the. That's the only opinion that matters. Right? True. You remember, I think it came out like a year ago, maybe a little less, where, um, Trip, uh, Vince had his guys and Triple H has his guys. And if Triple H ever comes into power, Vince's guys are all going to be gone. Maybe Kevin Dunn's one of those. Those guys. Speaking of story lies, that would be more interesting than what's actually happening. What is happening? Oh, Natty. No, that's what I'm beat, saying. Like, that's yeah. an example. Oh, yeah. No, I was, I was just going to turn that into, oh, yeah, Natty beat Naomi next. Why? Why did Natty beat Naomi? Yeah. It's like, know. up until recently, the sharpshooter hasn't beaten anybody since Bret Hart was using it. Yeah. Or, you know, Tyson Kidd. Even Cesaro can't get people to tap with the sharpshooter all the time, really. Mm-hmm. She tapped Becky on SmackDown, and that should have been my freaking wake-up call. <laughs> Maybe Natty's like, hey, we should protect this move. You should, because and if you want her to... Well, obviously, because they got to put the belt on her. They did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She got to... Re- I wonder... Well, Naomi's going to get a rematch. Yeah. I wonder if she wins the rematch and then Carmella cashes in. It's that good that there's good. two briefcases. Because now that Corbett's is gone, the... The whole, is it going to happen tonight, is gone Yeah, for that picture. At least we have it for the women's championship. And I got to say, Carmella keeps up with that new rig gear. I, I'm, I'm a huge fan, man. That is win. Yeah, that's great. I wonder what made her do that. I don't know, but more of it, please. And thank you. So, I guess the old man was looking for a comedy show when he booked Enzo to be in the shark cage. Like we talked about that last week, but we didn't think he would fucking slip out of it. Bro, you ever watch Family Guy? Every now and then. There's a character called Greased Up Deaf Guy. Oh, jeez. He's like, he's all greased up, and he's like in tidy whities and he's like running around, and you have to catch him. That's what I thought about when I was watching that. Wait, he's Big Dick Johnson? No, he's but just deaf? some skinny dude. Oh. It's just really funny. I put a, a, a thing up on Twitter. Of him. Oh boy. <sighs> that was stupid. It was completely stupid, completely useless. Enzo dropped just to eat a boot, and then Big Show ate a boot, and then the match was over. Got him over. Did it? No. Well, we'll never know, will we? <laughs> uh, no, I guess not. Speaking of which, Enzo's on 205 Live. Yes, Enzo made his 205 Live debut this week. That is the ugliest sweater. I've ever seen. 
It looks like something Bill Cosby would wear. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought when I saw it. It's a Cosby sweater. You're wearing a Cosby sweater. You think he's uh trying to promote roofies or something? I, I think he just doesn't dress himself, I guess. I don't know. It's I like, know. I ran out of wacky shit to put on. How you doing? You know? <laughs> I thought I was going to put on this here Cosby sweater. It looks like he, he paid a homeless man for it. Like, it wasn't that. ripped or anything, at least. No. I don't know if it was smelling. They've just been wearing it since they got kicked out of their house or whatever. And they've kept it in pristine condition. Condition. Mm-hmm. Do you remember anything about Rusevers Orton? I remember it. It only takes one. Yeah. <laughs> Rusev attacked Orton before the match started. Yes. And then the match ended within seconds. I really thought Rusev was going to win. But I guess sense. not. No, I guess. I guess not. No follow-up? No follow-up. No. I don't think either one of them was on SmackDown. And so Natty... Whatever that shit, and Cena's on Raw now, so there's no follow-ups to any of these, really. Yeah, Cena was doing his best stand-up comedy, I guess, on Raw. I don't know what he's doing now. Why is he, he's growing his hair? He's growing his hair, he's doing something weird with the way he's talking now. It's like he's doing stand-up. Not great stand-up. <laughs> what did you think of that fucking thing Sasha was wearing behind her head? Oh, it looked like a, f- a fan. It looked like a fan, it had an S and a B on it for Sasha Banks, obviously. It looked stupid. Yeah. It looked really, really look, look, dumb. Look. Sometimes things hit, and sometimes you just... Yeah. It's on the other side of the street. Charlotte's peacock thing? That was amazing. Boom. Fantastic. She's the best. Charlotte is great. Stop she's it. She's on SmackDown now, right? Yeah, she's been... Yeah. But she's got to do something. Well, she's busy. Her dad's sick. Oh, makes sense. Yeah. Plus, she, they didn't have anything for her anyway. But who knows what what they were supposed to have. I think they should do her versus Natalia like later. That'd be great. That's what you'll that's what they'll do. She'll beat Naomi in a rematch. And then they'll feud Charlotte with uh Natalia. Natty. And the winner gets cashed in on. Mm-hmm. The first match, Natalia's gonna win by cheating. Mm-hmm. The second match, it's gonna be a disqualification. You remember that match they had down in NXT where um they had Brett and Flair? I do. I was getting to that. Okay. And uh, so yeah, it'll be first match. She's gonna win through cheating. Mm-hmm. The second one match is gonna be a disqualification, mm-hmm. and then they're gonna do the third one, and that's gonna be the banger, and it's gonna rival their match that they had at NXT, yeah. and it's flipped. So Natty will win this time. No, I meant like once the face and heel dynamic is flipped. Oh. Because Natalia was a face. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Proud of that. Mm hmm. Very interesting. And, uh, Daddy's rocking the Bret Hart type jacket now. He's got the, the shoulder things with the. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, it was all SmackDown. I believe it. I just don't remember it. It's good. Yeah. So, someone finally said. Fuck you, Bray, in your crawly ways. That was great. It's like, <laughs> well, but it's not working. It's just mm. like on my show, <laughs> where none of his shit works anymore. And, and Bray's like, like, oh. Yeah, he's like, what? This isn't right. That was great. He wasn't even on Raw this week, was he? No. Good. Reassess. Balor wrestled uh, Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan requested a match against him. Yeah, so... That was... 
they're hinting at Jordan's upcoming heel turn. Yeah, but that was kind of, I don't know about for you, but I was like uncomfortable. I'm like, what is happening here? This doesn't feel organic. Yeah, over on SmackDown, they debuted uh, Shelton Benjamin. Stealing our ideas. I don't know if it was a text message we were having each other or it was on a show talking about hooking up the veteran with the young boy mm-hmm. and guiding him to victory. Yep. I wonder if he's going to wear his old gear. His world's greatest tag team gear. I hope. Uh, Chad Gable's the new Charlie Haas. He's better than a Charlie Haas. He's he's Chad Gable. He has personality. Yeah, man. Chad Gable's the man. How come they're not doing Ready, Willing, and Gable? You do that again. They should. Yeah. That'll freshen them up. Because, like, that segment was actually pretty painful to watch. I was happy about Shelton, but... Sometimes it's a hit. Sometimes it's a miss. It also shows, like, the kind of investment they're willing to make in somebody. Mm -hmm. Because if it was a big deal to everyone, they wouldn't have brought him back that way. Yeah. Like, just, just the way the segment came across, it was like, like you're, you're biting into a burger, and you're like, oh, this is going to be great. But then you realize it's not a burger, it's it's a rice cake. Oh, yeah, that's even more fucked up than I was thinking. I was thinking, take a bite out of a burger, and just a load shoots out of the burger. Why would a load shoot out of a burger? Well, what you do is... Bur- no, you know no, how to listen, make a burger? Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Uh, I cannot. Okay. I can't. I, I, I cannot. Oh, yeah, because we're eating burgers today. We are eating burgers. Well, you're eating burgers. I might not have a burger. I don't know. Oh, okay. That's neither here nor there. No, Listen. no, it's not. So, Seamus and Cesaro came out first. Thank you, Corey Graves, for telling us that they chose to come out first because they wanted the psychological advantage of being seen as holding the ring. That's how you do it. The champs come out first. Tell us why. Tell us they chose to. Don't just say, "Oh well, WWE sees these guys as being bigger stars, so they're so they're gonna come out last." You're going out first. That right. was a banger, bro. It's a great match. Cesaro killed a beach ball. That was the move of the night. I feel. I think so. Yeah. Oh, it was between that and the table spot with Brock Lesnar later on. It's like I wasn't sure. I'd say, I'd say which table, but your answer would be yes. Yes, yes, yes. Like, all right. three tables were the table spot. Yeah. Two through one under. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Something great. Yeah, man. That was I, that match was better than I thought it would be, I feel. Yeah. Um, I, expe- I had good expectations for it. The destruction of the beach ball really just put it over the top. I'm telling you, man. Those it really did. Fuck your beach ball, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Fucking! I'm glad that they made a stand against that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember a follow up. Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose wrestled uh, the Hardy Boys, and they beat them clean. That's it, huh? Yeah, exciting. Oh, they they're they're doing they're they're a little fractured. The Hardys now, indeed, fractured, broken. Yeah, I thought AJ Owens was. Definitely one of the best matches of the night. Top three. It was good. You know, it's AJ Styles, so Mm -hmm. is there a bad match for him? You know? Nope. The only matches that he's in that are bad are the matches he's not in. 
Yeah. Great match. Classic. Um, there's some sort of follow-up on SmackDown. Oh, Corbin said he wanted a shot at the... Oh, that's right, because Owens wanted... He needed a referee. Yeah, he needed a ref. Corbin. Yes, Sami Zayn first. That was great. That was stupid. It was great. I, it was great, but like, it's a dumb move on his part. It's heelish. Here's the thing. Yeah, but like, why would you ask somebody that's not, that's definitely not going to favor you? Because he's, he's playing on his emotions. As opposed, okay. Right. How is that playing on his emotions? Couple things here. Let me, let me hit your last point first. All right. Because I remember it better. Great. What was the last point? <laughs> like, why would you? Oh, because he won't, he won't favor him. Yeah. Who's Kevin Owens friends with? Nobody. Right. No one will favor him. But somebody with a shitty attitude is more likely to favor him. But he, the way he came up to Sami Zayn, basically saying, you know, I don't even remember what we're fighting over, but could you just be my referee? He didn't say, help me out. He said, like, be the referee. Basically, he was also playing on the emotions from their friendship so that maybe Sami Zayn would be the ref. Maybe still call it down the middle. He just needs to find a ref. There's also a third option. Third Wait, option. why would he need to find a ref? Is there a shortage? Because Kevin Owens didn't trust anyone. Okay. But here's the third option. Because he knows... Here's the point I was originally going to make. Oh, you had one? Yes. Okay. Kevin Owens is a heel. He knows a face will call it down the middle. I think it's the third option. What's the third option? Third option is he knows he can beat him, so he knows how he can ref bump him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, could be. There's that. We might never know. No, we might. So, so Corbin volunteered, and um, the lone bully. Yeah, and he said to Owens that he'll do it if he gets a tile shot, and Owens like sure. And then Corbin went up to AJ, and was like, "Hey, if you win, I get a tile shot." He, AJ's like. All right, just answer the U.S. Open Challenge next week. Yes, because it's open. For some reason, I thought Bobby Roode was going to answer the challenge, but I'm kind of glad he didn't because one of two things happened. He wins the U.S. title. He wins the U.S. title because... And, and doesn't need the NXT championship. Exactly. Or he does win the, the, the U.S. title right. and he loses his first match on the main roster. Or because he's the United States champion... That trumps the NXT. He can't go back there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing would have been somebody interferes and attacks them both. I don't like that. Gotta win. Yeah. Gotta have some fucking straight going on in the title matches. Jinder Nakamura, as expected. Not by me. And not by you either, because we both picked him. Oh, ah. what are you talking about? <laughs> I think I went with that because to be safe. Yeah, you did. Safety first. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. Those Bollywood boys, they're the, they're the X Factor. Are Sings. They, oh, yeah. Are they dead? No. Okay, because Nakamura they're... had to fight them on SmackDown. I was wondering if they lived. Yeah, they lived. Okay. They're not dead yet. And so much has been said about the main event. So much that's been said that hasn't been said. <sighs> that table spot. Easily 
besides the beach ball, the most memorable spot of the night? I thought Brock was hurt. I thought yeah. Brock was hurt. They got me. Because he, he went like this. I'm like, doesn't the ref do that? <laughs> I didn't know they did that. It's like, all right. Great match, man. Samoa Joe tried to strangle people. That didn't work out. Roman got pinned clean. Mm-hmm. Braun Strowman looks like a million dollars. Yep. Attacked Brock on Monday. Mm-hmm. Looks like they're doing the old uh, bigger guy for Brock to fight, which is good. This is going to be good. I can't believe we're saying this. Strowman has greatly improved. Two years ago, he showed up. Roar. That, no, he wasn't even roaring then. No, he's just it's nothing. It's black sheep. Yeah, it was just like Bray Wyatt, but taller and fatter. And muscular, but like can't see him under the fat. Crazier looking. Who was it? There was an interview recently. Someone said that uh, uh, Kane, I think he was on Jericho. He said Strowman, since he debuted, lost 40, 50 pounds. Or not since he debuted, but since he started wrestling as opposed to doing strongman shit. That's not much considering he's like 300 pounds. Right, but. <laughs> Dude's huge. Yeah. Definitely huge. Yo, Vince loves that shit. Just in his pants during that whole match. Four heavyweights going at it. <laughs> None of those flippy guys. All big men. You know, it's not often that Joe is the smallest dude in the match. In height only. Yeah, height only. Oh. Joe versus Roman. Who's heavier? Well, I think Roman's a little taller. I usually Roman's definitely taller. That's but a factor. He's thinner. That's true. I don't know, dude. I, I don't do that much research into looking at dudes, so I couldn't tell you. I'm not good with numbers. I'm not looking at their asses. I'm looking at their fucking physiques. No, I'm just looking at dudes. I didn't um, say what specific part you're looking at, dude. You you got a little. You're very <laughs> uh. What's the word? Sober is what I am. I guess. Insecure. That's what what that is. (laughs) Okay. I just know you. You're going to imply something anywhere, any way you can. I wasn't. That wasn't that. All right. But usually. Well, that's all that matters. I guess. So... No Mercy, I believe, is the next pay-per-view. Yes, it is. That's uh, four weeks away? I don't know. Sure, I guess. September, right? Yeah, let me see. So far, the only match that we know of is... Is Alexa Bliss going to get her rematch at No Mercy? I'd assume so, right? Looks like it, yeah. Oh, no. Maybe. Because she has a rematch next week. Oh, Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Pay attention. I'll pay attention. Damn it. September 24th is the next pay-per-view. That's a full month away. That is, I want to say, three weeks of episodes. That's an ample amount of time for me to recover from my last title defense. Big week. That's a Raw. We have Hell in a Cell October 8th. It's a SmackDown. All right. We don't have to go through every pay-per-view until we get to WrestleMania. Are you sure? Yeah, because I'm pretty sure we're going to do this again, where we say when the next pay-per-view is. Probably. Yeah, man. 
Uh, Rich DeRiz told me, and we discussed this uh, before we started recording, uh, he's going to sing a song for you guys. So, Rich DeRiz, take us home with the song you wrote for the Basement Bookers podcast. There's no song what you're talking about. See, this is why you're not the champion. This is why you're not the champion. I just made that up, guys. Alright, one more thing, one last thing. The Floyd Mayweather Conor McGregor fight is Saturday night. That's tonight. Who do you have? It's boxing, right? It's boxing. Floyd. Me too. I've, I've got Floyd Mayweather, but it's not impossible that Conor McGregor could shut his lights out. He'd have to touch him. There's a reason that Conor McGregor is, I think he believes in himself as much as he says he does. And there's also a reason why Floyd Mayweather has yet to be beaten. And he's like really hard to touch. Yeah, but there's also a reason why he retired. Yeah, I get that. But wasn't beat. And it's a professional boxing match. He's got experience. Yeah. <laughs> Connor doesn't. And it's a work. You think it's a work, bro? Yeah. Oh. You think Here's my prediction. Okay. This is McGregor's gonna sweep his leg and start pounding on him. This is match one of at least two. Get the fuck out of here. They'd be stupid not to. Right? That's so much money. So So Mayweather Mayweather McGregor boxing. Mayweather wins. Mayweather McGregor, MMA, McGregor wins. Oh, he'd kill him. But where does match three happen? <sighs> match three. WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Dude, how money is that? Yeah, but how do you decide who goes over at WrestleMania? Does, who gives a shit? You get you. <laughs> everyone is fuck? who goes over Vince McMahon and his fucking everybody pockets. Wins. Everybody wins. Who is not watching that? That's true, but it's on the network, so it's not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this whole network thing is. Oh. <laughs> uh. Uh, I think that's that's a great way to close. Good job, man. <sighs> Fucking network. We've reached the end of this exciting episode of the Basement Bookers podcast. And both Rich Deriz and Basement Chair really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, feel free to leave a five-star review for us on iTunes. You can catch us on Stitcher and wherever podcasts are available. Feel free to check out the Basement Bookers Facebook page. Head over to Twitter if you want to contact us directly. It's the best way. Rich Deriz, R-I-C-H-T-H-E-R-I-Z, and Basement Jer. It's like Basement Jerk, but you take out the K. Thanks for listening, everybody. And the match of life is scheduled for one fall. So make it count. And do what the man says. Follow the book!